0: Okay, I am your host, Don Carlos Vejar, and you're listening to the Bay Business Podcast. Uh, Join me on a journey of entrepreneurship and opportunity as we hear the stories and experiences of the Bay Area's most interesting business owners and innovators. Today we're talking to Mr. Jamie Boatner, a man making moves in the Bay Area food scene. He owns Hazel Southern Bar and Kitchen in the heart of San Francisco business scene, and he is someone inspirational to me in many ways. Even though he doesn't know it, uh, and without further ado, Mr. Boner.
1: Hello, how are you, sir? All right, all right. <laughs> hello, podcast world.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, so this is actually my second podcast. Uh, my first one was just my own personal story. So nice. I thank you, first and foremost, for uh, letting me do this. Of uh, this is a flagship this is your journey for podcast, us. First
1: podcast, so we got a long time. Huh? All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um so, in a few short words, tell me what you are super excited about in the moment, or um you know, give us your comic book story, episode number one
1: wow well, um yeah, we talked about that question <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I would say i um, excited about in the moment is uh, we're approaching year number three, okay, and um I'm excited that we've made it that that long <laughs> number one. Um, I'm excited what year number three is going to bring us nice. and what the neighborhood is turning into.
0: Okay.
1: And uh, there's a lot of new construction going on, so I'm excited to see what happens there and what relationships we can build with that. Nice. Nice. Um, to go on to the uh, episode one of my comic book story would be, I guess, just growing up in the bar industry. My mother was in the industry. Um, that in She's part of a bingo parlor. It's a whole other story. Uh, (laughs) But I just always found it exciting. Um, I find the people to be very interesting. There's always some characters that, you know, you meet along the way. And growing up in Cheyenne, Wyoming, it was nice to see my mother in a situation where the bar that she was involved with was the longest standing black patron bar in the state of Wyoming. Okay. And it was owned by the American Legion. And they had two, they had um, the American Legion where the black folks went, then they had the other one on the other side of town, so it was post-83 and Um, post-6. Post-83, my uncle was in the military, was a very large part of that. Um, They started running out of funding, so he came up with a way to keep the bar open. When he got sick and passed, my mother took on the reins and found a way to keep the bar open.
0: Nice.
1: Just because it has such a long history. Sure. Um, eventually, it, had, it was time to go. You know, the area changed. The culture of Cheyenne changed. Um, crystal meth was introduced, I, you know. Yeah. And um, the side of the town that the bar was on in particular just was not safe. And my mother was getting up there in age, so it was time to get yeah, her out yeah. of there. Sure. And, um, but that was over the span of, like, 20 years, so I'm kind of getting way ahead of okay. myself. But just seeing that growing up... Um, it was always interesting. Yeah. And I, you know, at first I thought I wanted to be an actor, and that was like consumed my life as a child. And then I realized very quickly, once I got to Hollywood, that I couldn't act. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I became a. I You're a true guy. I got authentic person. It's and hard now, to, yeah. 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 Wow. It was like, oh, wow, I'm not good at this at all. <laughs> uh, so I, I jumped into PR and marketing. Okay. And I used to do marketing for bars and boutique hotels and restaurants. Nice. And that was kind of my way of getting back in the business without being in the business. Okay. Um, I like that. Yeah. And then um, I finally got to a point after, you know, going through a transition with that, I became a publicist mm-hmm. um, where I was handling C-list actors and stuff like that. And I honestly got tired of babysitting, which is essentially what I was, was a professional babysitter. Okay. Um, and... It was fun though. I got to say it was a lot of fun. A lot of my clients were on Buffy and Angel.
0: Okay. Way nice. back in the yeah, day. Yeah. Um,
1: that it was just it was chance a chance to dabble in it that was industry, a great right? Great time. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. But I was a professional babysitter. And that gets old really fast. Yeah. I um, understand that. So when I moved to San Francisco, which uh, it be 16 years ago at this point. Okay. I it was kind of playing with interior design because it was a hobby that I picked up along the way I knew that I didn't want to be in PR and marketing again okay and the culture was so rich here with the bar scene and the restaurant scene I was like okay I want a bar nice I want that's what I want to have
0: history in it yeah
1: yeah um, and my my other half said to me well you know nothing about San Francisco we just moved here Mm mm-hmm so why don't you get a job at a bar, Check and get, it out. get San Francisco experience, and see if it's still something you want to do. Okay. And so I did. I used my marketing background, <laughs> and, and I got a job doing a PR and marketing for a nightclub called The Cellar. Okay. And next above The Cellar was a cafe by day, cocktail lounge by night called Sugar Cafe. Okay. So started doing marketing and PR for them. Um, fell in love with the business all over again. Nice. Um, and really decided this is where I want to be. Okay. And so the GM at the time kind of took me under her wing and taught me everything.
0: Okay. About nice.
1: the business, um, about the nightclub business. I didn't know anything about nightclubs. Huh. Um, I learned very quickly that I was entirely too old to be involved in that side of the business. <laughs> 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 well, just the, the hours are I... Oh yeah. You know. Um, yeah. Dealing with you know that nightclub had a capacity of 300 people. So, and dealing with 300 different personalities, and then you have bottle service, and you have people mm-hmm. at the bar, and then you have your different promoters, and it was a lot. A lot, It yeah. was a lot. It was fun.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it was a lot. Sure. That's our, that's our energy saver. Oh, nice. Joya, will you flip the switch? Sorry. No, you're good. Um, <laughs> 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 every day at 3, 3.30. Oh, I like it. Uh, okay. But yeah, um, so did that for a couple of years. Ended up becoming the assistant general manager there. And then we the nightclub was kind of old and dated, kinda of looked like an eighties diner. Okay. So we decided to remodel it. Nice. And once the remodel happened, it just kinda of shifted. And I didn't want to do it anymore okay. at that point. It stopped being fun and my philosophy is when it stops being fun it's no longer worth it. Time to go. Yeah. So I um I left. Okay. and um it broke my heart a little bit actually i will admit it because yeah. i we had built this family but it was it was time for me to go but then a few months later the owner hit me up and was like hey we're separating sugar cafe and the cellar
0: oh.
1: and i'm selling sugar cafe okay and that's the place that i love that i wanted mm-hmm. and so i was like okay let's do this and i was nice. like you know with the stipulation that we're separating from the nightclub yeah i'm all for it okay And um, yeah, so I bought Sugar Cafe. Well, I partnered with him on Sugar Cafe, Uh and like I said, it was a cafe by day, cocktail lounge by night, Um, and it was great. Well, the cocktail portion of it was great. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thing thing about a cafe is a cafe is rough. It's you know it's Hmm. long hours. You know, you're up at Super early. We open at six a.m.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, Because that's when you know that's the morning rush. Cafe, sure. And you know, dealing with coffee, and I knew nothing about coffee, so I had to take like a whole a other click. thing to
0: learn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, something
1: new to learn that honestly I just was not interested in. You know, right. I'm still not, I'm yeah. not a huge coffee person. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, like, you get into coffee tastings much like you do beer or whiskey yeah. or wine tastings. Like, I, I never knew that it was that involved. I just thought it was you crush up some stuff and, and yeah. put it in hot water or throw it on ice. Bean
0: juice. Yeah, you know? <laughs>
1: yeah. But it's, it's a very interesting thing, just not for me. Right. Um, that said, it we were popular. You know, we were nice. really popular. And it okay. was nice. And it was great. And um, I'd probably still be over there today if things hadn't taken such a turn with the nightclub.
0: You know, oh. there were just
1: fights every night. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, nightclubs do. I mean, it's when you... It's the nature it, of the beast it, it, almost, It, huh? it is, yeah. and I think every night club is going to run its course. You know, you have your heyday where you're number one in the city, mm-hmm. and everyone loves you, and then you go through the transition where now you're the second best, and then you become the third best, and then sometimes you get desperate, and promoters get desperate, and the standards that you had in the beginning you no longer okay. keep. So now you've got the riffraff that come in. right? And Or the it other... Just, and the other spectrum is you have the the good crowd, and you don't let the riffraff in, so they stay outside and create problems okay, outside. Problems. So right. it, it's really a no-win situation. A lot of extra and,
0: stuff to manage. and Yeah. yeah.
1: And I, I just say, I, I got to a point where I didn't feel like our customers or our staff was safe any longer.
0: Yeah. And, it, you know,
1: there was... You Allegedly, a couple of shootings. Um, yeah. but mostly it was just the fights, and you know, you'd come out and there'd be police tape, and the cops had blocked Aye. off everything, and you not see, a good
0: look for business, really. See a right. random
1: tumbleweed rolling down Center Street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 it's good. No, no, this is what this is about. These are the fun stories, you know. The um, so okay, so so Sugar Cafe. Was yeah. the start, that it was, was the, the San Francisco start for you? Yeah,
1: it really okay. was, it was. Uh...
0: And how long was that run, was that?
1: It was there altogether for, I wanna say nine years. Oh, nine years, okay. Um, I was uh, probably part of it six to seven okay. of that. Um, okay. Ownership was three to four. Okay,
0: and when yeah. you left, it uh, yeah, shut Yeah, we, we shut it down, yeah, um, okay. yeah
1: we sold it. So, oh, nice. we were, there was a school upstairs um, a computer programming school for women that was upstairs and um, we had a big space and we had a mezzanine and a back lounge and they were the first ones that approached us and they, they were like, we want to buy we need more space so we want to take over your back lounge and your mezzanine Cool. and I kept saying no in the beginning <laughs> yeah. um, I was like, no, it's not going to work uh- <laughs> <laughs> and then um and then finally, I was like, "Yeah, you know what? Let's make the space smaller and let's close, rebrand, do something else with it." Okay. And then um, the people that are there now came in, and we're like, "We love the space. We'd like to buy it from you." Yeah. Nice. And at that point, I was like, "Oh sure, but bye." Like, yeah, <laughs> <see> <laughs> yeah. <you. laughs> well, I'm out. <laughs> this, is, this is
0: my my parting call. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And was that when you came to Hazel? Is that when Hazel started? I or? took time off. You took time off. Yeah. Nice. I um, decided to. Recharge, recalibrate. Yeah,
1: you know, I just I wasn't sure that I wanted to jump back in quickly, um, and I wanted to travel. Yes. You know, I went to Vienna, Austria, nice. my first time ever going to Europe. I don't know why that was my first. Oh, my friend was getting married there, that's why that's my first choice. Okay. I went to New York
0: and you know just around. Um, Did things you had been wanting to do, but yeah, your restaurant didn't, didn't life didn't doesn't. Have the, <laughs> didn't have
1: the time for. Sure. Um, and then mm. when I got back, it's like. I mean I didn't travel consistently for a year, but it was about a year before
0: I was like, All right and I just hit up my realtor explain. friend.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah. just something else. Wanted to make sure that this is yeah. Yeah. And I, I hit up my realtor friend and I was like, Hey, I uh not really looking, but if you have something, I'll Cheerios. take a look. <laughs> All right, <laughs> nice. And he instantly said, I have the perfect place for you. Yeah. And he had actually invited me to this space. Prior to when they had had a grand opening, when it was called Cadence, okay. he had invited me, but I was in New York at the time, and I was like, I can't make it. And um, so he invited me to come out and check it out. And the morning that I was supposed to meet him, I was actually going to cancel, so I was like, oh. I'm not ready for this. I don't think I am. Yeah. And my other half said, Nope. You made the appointment. Get over there. Yeah. And so I did. <laughs> <laughs> And I walked in and it was completely different. The decor was very, very different, but something about the bones
0: mm-hmm. and
1: something about the space—it—it it was time. Nice. It was right. And I—I okay. um, I immediately got on the phone. And I called my other half and I was like, "I found it." Love it. And then—and uh, then the second person I called is the gentleman that is our GM now, Mike Levin. I called him and I said, "I found it. Are you ready?" Nice. And he's so trusting and ridiculous he was, ridiculous. He was yeah. like sure what are we doing nice yeah. and I was like remember that hazel concept I told you about years ago and uh, so yeah we sat down and I pulled out all the papers and everything and all the ideas that I had and mm-hmm. I knew exactly where I wanted the mural to go Love it. I didn't know it was going to be that big
0: okay Turned out beautiful.
1: Yeah, and then I um, called up Craig Walters, who's an interior designer here in the city for restaurants, bars, and hotels. Uh And um, I worked with him on the remodel at Cellar. Okay. He was the original that done uh, the remodel. I mean, uh, the uh, design for Sugar Cafe. Okay. Um, So I hit him up, and I was like, I have all these ideas in my head. Help me get them
0: out. Yeah. Yeah, and... um, It's the hardest part sometimes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, brainstorming and... I'll show you pictures of some time of the process. It yeah. was uh, love to see it. <laughs> it
0: was crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> love to see it. Awesome. So, um, you told me told us a little bit about how long you've been in business in the Bay. Um, and for those of us who I guess we, we didn't really say, but we're in uh, fourteen forty six Market. Yes. Uh, yes. In San Francisco, um, at Hazel Bar and Grill, Bar and uh, S- Southern Bar and Kitchen. Yes. yes. Um, so. What do you think is unique about doing business in the Bay, um, compared to your experience maybe seeing mom do it in Wyoming or if you've...
1: Oh man, that's a good question. You know, it...
0: Or just off the top of your head, what, what you might have noticed about the Bay.
1: It's expensive.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: you really have to be creative,
0: um, okay.
1: financially and, uh... Just also with your product, with whatever you're putting out there, because the thing about... I'm trying to figure out how I want to put this. People have a very short attention span. Sure. And the Bay Area, there's so many new things going on that if you don't stay fresh and new, you're out of there. Yeah. And that's very challenging. Because, like, you know, when you get into places like Wyoming you don't have a lot of competition, you know, so
0: can live on a reputation kind of somewhere. Yeah. Right? yeah.
1: Y- it'll, you'll go a little bit further. Sure. Um, and you're, you're saving on labor.
0: Sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> everything. So every, I'm sure taxes, right. Uh, yeah. Everything. Um,
1: yeah. you know, even Southern California as compared to Bay area, it's a lot different. It's a lot cheaper down yeah. there. Um, The problem with down there is it's so spread out that you really have to do it and do it right or just an area alone will murder you. Sure, yeah, the
0: location. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Um, but there's a trip. It's, you know, and it, 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 I'm still getting used to how different the neighborhoods are. Uh And and that's, I've been here for 16 years and it still sometimes will trip me out that right here in mid-market, is completely different than four blocks down. Uh, yeah. You know, and the clientele is completely different, huh. and the, you know.
0: Based the, on the businesses that are around here, yeah, you think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so
1: yeah, that's that's what makes everything really unique. To Micro I,
0: communities almost, huh? Yeah, yeah. very much so. Yeah. And
1: people are very, um, they're very set in their neighborhoods here. Yeah. Um, I yeah. have friends that will not leave the Mission. I have friends that will not leave the mid-market area. I have a friend that lives right over here at Larkin and uh, Geary mm-hmm. and will rarely come down here. It's <laughs> just, just a short you, you get hop, into, skip and a jump. You get into yeah. that diamond in of yours. Sure. You know Your neighborhood diamond.
0: You got everything you need in a short distance. And, yeah. 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 I mean, I definitely understand how different business is in the Bay. Um, so I guess curious to know as far back as you can remember when you might have thought about entrepreneurship or did you ever dabble in like say lemonade stand type stuff when you <laughs> were a kid or That's funny. <laughs> so um making your own as far money.
1: back as I can remember um I knew that I wanted to have my own business nice um and it started
0: in first grade when we had to sell soap <laughs> okay awesome you enjoy the process or
1: Oh, it was just fun going door to door and talking people into buying soap. And I couldn't understand. It, it was a trip because it was soap. And I just thought it was so ridiculous. Even as a, at that age, I was yeah. like, soap? Like, why can't it be like chocolate? <laughs> right. Yeah. But they knew what they were doing. I would have eaten all of it and that would have right, been a bust. Yes. <laughs> but I was really motivated to win that $15 gift certificate to wherever this it was at the time. But, nice. And I, and I sold, sold a lot of soap. I had my mom take it to work okay Um, (laughs) yeah sold a lot of soap and uh it's always just been something that's been intriguing for me the idea of kind of being able to do what you want to do you know put your own product out there put yourself
0: out there put your own stamp on the world in a way yeah 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 Yeah.
1: but yeah it goes back goes all the way back and then
0: uh then at
1: one point, I decided that I wanted to have my own little empire, empire. so growing up in Wyoming, when we had snow days, I would, like, yeah. grab all the home-for-sale magazines and cut out homes and okay. put them in a neighborhood, and I'd have my own little neighborhood that <laughs> I had just built. Nice. And it, it was completely
0: ridiculous. Interesting. When when you love have it. snow days, you realize yeah, get you have a creative, lot of free huh? time on your hands. <laughs> I've never I love told it. anybody that. Really I love it. <laughs> See, this is the good stories that, I'm, that I that I'm you know love to hear. That's awesome. Um, so that's great. I, I, too, I mean, I was a lemonade guy. I did, uh, you know, all kinds of labor work, um, and washing cars and picking up dog shit. I mean, all kinds. <laughs> But also sold a lot door to door. Went business to business door to door for two and a half years selling roses. Oh wow! And uh, so know that door to door, that rush of you know getting a sale, getting some cash in your pocket, and did residential even for a little bit when we were uh, was selling newspapers. When we first moved to the Bay. Uh, newspaper subscriptions at dinner time, you know, in the Bay. That nice. was fun. Nice. Um,
1: I sold Kirby vacuum cleaners door to door. Yeah, that was in Lancaster, Calif. Well, I was uh, a yeah antelope valley so uh roseman lancaster Palmdale. okay my friend raphael and i man and it was like this massive Kirby vacuum cleaners are massive way massive and way really like 100 heavy. pounds and yeah. yeah but we'd go and yeah. they had like this whole like grocery oh my god it was right nice.
0: <laughs> yeah those guys were some hustlers i i would i remember hearing <laughs> about them and seeing them you know out there doing my newspaper thing and i'm like Man, you guys, uh, I'm, I got a few newspapers I'm good in.
1: Somebody's yeah. going you in the house and actually, I, we had one guy buy one and nice. it was like $1,500 and i was still shocked to this day that he actually bought it.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, that's a big ask, $1,500 in, in the moment. Back yeah. then. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean,
1: this is. Man, that's like no doubt.
0: 30, yeah. yeah, that's like three thousand or more now, depending on where you're at. That's
1: like thirty, thirty years ago, right?
0: Hey, so uh, tell me when you feel like things started to pop for this restaurant in particular, or for you, like you felt like things are starting to click. I'm kind of getting the hang of this. Was it at Sugar Cafe or?
1: Um, yeah, yeah, you know, for.
0: Like, what we're, broke we're the think, dam, so to speak, for you? It was
1: doing private parties at Sugar Cafe was really where it was like, okay, I found a niche that I'm really good at. Nice. And, um, like, we would book, we started booking bigger and bigger parties, and like we booked a wedding, and okay. it was impromptu, and it went off without a hitch. Right. And just from doing that, it was like, cool. And then just, like, you know, regular Friday night, Actually, you know, when it really started to click was when I started to realize what a family we had created behind the scenes. nice. That would be the first place, because, you know, a lot of places staff come and go. Sure. Um, But we had a really nice
0: tight new family
1: yeah and that was that was the hardest part of letting it go as well was feeling like I was losing that family yeah but we all stayed pretty tight and that's why a lot of them are here nice
0: now. I was going to say do um, you, are you still in contact with most of them yeah no, they all we'll aren't here right. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> nice um, but yeah
1: yeah it yeah it was uh, it, I built a lot of great relationships and but when, when you would uh, like go somewhere else and you'd see start seeing people that you know and and even if you had like staff members that have moved on from you you still get embraced when you see each other and sure. you still have that relationship yeah. and with promoters certain promoters and
0: keep that, that that's positive that's when it started to
1: like alright and then you start supporting each other and that's when it really starts to click like alright you got my back I got your back let's do this
0: pieces are together let's, the trust is there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so that kind of actually leads us into the next question. Um, would you say that that's what you think may has made your business successful over the years? Is having that support of a tight knit, um, you know, team that you can count on to take definitely. care of the all the things that we spoke about that you know require to run a successful restaurant in a competitive area?
1: Yeah, I would definitely. Yeah. I, yeah. I Definitely would. I um. Or anything
0: else you would think that has made the business successful in your eyes? Well,
1: the, the location has been... Favorable. Was, yeah. Nice. Um, which I... One thing I was most nervous about was this location. Because I wasn't a part of this neighborhood. I didn't know a lot about it. Um, Mike and I did a lot of walking around, canvassing... Sure. Um, while we were under construction and whatnot. And... I knew... I knew that we would be busy just because it, we were new. Well, I had no idea it would be what it turned out to be. You yes. know, um, it was our grand opening was one of the happiest and saddest days of my life. Oh, because yeah. we were grossly understaffed. Oh. and it was packed. Packed. Out. And like we couldn't keep up. Like we had people walking out. Wow. Um, we were we were had two-hour ticket times. You know. It was a disaster. Um, <laughs>
0: but in some senses, I mean, it shows that, hey, there's there's quite a desire, right? And there's that, a need for yeah, it. Yeah, there's a need yeah. for like it.
1: Like I said, it was the happiest and saddest day of my yeah. life. Like, it was it was just like, oh, my God, I'm so overwhelmed. And I literally ran back in the but office. But for sure can work, right? Yeah, it was yeah. just, all right. So Mike and I, well, that night after we closed, Mike, the chef at the time, his name was Casey. And um, the bar manager and our... Um, other the manager we just sat down and was like all right who do we know because we <laughs> yeah. have to do this again tomorrow so who mm-hmm. can come here and immediately yeah. yeah yeah and monday immediately start interviewing <laughs> right yeah and we went from a staff of 12 to a staff of 36 in a week
0: wow wow and that's some growth yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: Awesome, And we didn't have a choice. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, hey, that's the nature of business a lot of times, right? You
1: know, it's it's a terrible problem to have. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: More business than you can handle sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So how about the future? How do you feel that your business um, plans to stay in the future or stay in business and relevant in 2020 and beyond? We talked a little bit about keeping it fresh and making sure you kind of stay with the finger on the pulse of the market, so to speak. Um, Anything else that you think would help for you to stay in (laughs) business over the years that you're focused on, maybe?
1: Um, Right now, yeah, I mean, it's really, it's just about keeping fresh and new. So we're working on new menu items. Um, Have all the bartenders getting together to come up with new cocktails and whatnot. Um, Essentially, what I'm really doing is kind of getting out of I was very much in control in the beginning. Sure. You know, I was like, these are my mother's recipes. We're sticking with that. Right. This needs to be Southern. This needs to be Southern. I want this this way. And I'm learning that the one thing that my mother always taught me is that she's from the Deep South. And being from Shadydale, Georgia, in the Deep South, one thing that she was taught was always be inclusive to everyone. Sure. And so as corny as this sounds, I feel like because we're in the Bay Area, San Francisco specifically, we have to be more inclusive to everybody. So if I have an item on the menu that is super authentic Southern, but it's not selling, by. And if I could replace that with something that's, you know, got a little southern spin on it. Know,
0: but, it's, but it's, yeah. Yeah, so
1: we're doing a lot of The bay's of
0: more receptive to it than, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: There's, a, there's a lot of things that sit on the menu that, and we try to change the menu every six months. You know, yeah. at least, there, I mean, there's a few staples that are on there that aren't going anywhere. I mean, I've got to keep some things. On, true to mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course. Um, but, yeah, I mean. But being it, flexible and open to. Being flexible, having the staff really have a lot of input. Nice. Um, I would really love for the city to back up a bit yeah you know um, and I by that I mean they're they're trying to do a lot for small business but at the same time they're hurting small business. so I would my only request would be that they just really look at the business as a whole sure and I mean like all small businesses And think about things like
0: fees, permits. (laughs) Yeah, I, you know, and that goes back to like I said, my original point of how you inspire me. Like, this is such a tough market where everything is expensive, from you know rent and supplies and labor, and then you got the government also trying to get their hand in the pot too. And you know, where where can you get a break in the bay, right?
1: Right. Well, you know, I mean. They, the biggest thing here right now is talking about a living wage and whatnot, and I'm all for it. Um, but what they're doing is by giving people a living wage, is they're putting a lot of businesses out of business because they can't afford the labor. Can't afford anymore. the labor, sure. And um, I mean, minimum wage goes up every January, January first, right. every year. And currently, we're at fifteen fifty-nine an hour. Um, Then it goes up this January, I mean, excuse me, July. July. not January. Okay. This July 1st, it goes up again, and it goes up every year. And the thing that is hard about that is every time it goes up, our prices have to go up. Sure. And so now we're slowly starting to price ourselves out of a neighborhood that we were once perfectly priced for. And I'm all for a living wage in San Francisco, but when you
0: have tipped employees that are making this living wage. Plus it, yeah. You know, it's. Yeah, like I worked in the restaurant <clears throat> industry, so I understand that dynamic too. Yeah, yeah. 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 So,
1: you know, but, you know,
0: I, I try so, to make sure
1: that we're priced fairly. Uh-huh. Um, but at the same time, I mean, you know, I've got to be able to cover labor. labor I've got to show sure. rent, and I've got to cover, you know, expenses and supplies. And this is a big space. A
0: big space in San Francisco is a yeah. lot of money to run. Yeah, yeah. large staff and. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say that maybe the family type feel and support is something that might um, still keep uh, staff here and wanting to work, even though maybe, you know, you can't afford to pay them, you know, that much higher over the minimum wage type of thing? Absolutely. Absolutely. this guy that I follow, Gary Vee, talks a lot about, you know, often certain employees might just want, you know, that other Friday off because that's the day that their kid, you know, has something going on. And that makes much more of a difference than an extra dollar an hour in their paycheck sometimes, yeah. you know. Um, you know, curious no, that, to know that's, if that's... It's very
1: much, very much um, so. I um, try to stay pretty transparent with my crew. Nice. Um, so the good with the bad. Try to keep them up on everything that's going on. Yeah, and the ride or dies will stay.
0: Right, and right. the ones that
1: are just looking for a buckle leap. There you and, go. I, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. He look, in all honesty, I would love to be doing 10-15 million dollars a year here, and pay everybody twenty dollars an hour plus tips, or you know, put everybody on salary sure. at a hundred thousand dollars a year. Um, and actually take a salary myself for once, you know. But the reality of the situation is, is that's just not a place that we're at yet. You know, we're only three yeah. years in. I'm still paying off the construction. This is
0: a journey, right? You yeah. know, it's, it's a not longevity thing, right. right? Yeah. Overnight. But I like to I like uh, to hear that as a as a goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so I definitely believe a lot in manifestation. When we first met, just down the street at a business uh, brunch. I spoke about manifestation. Would you consider any of the events that um, uh, were kind of synchronistic along the way that happened? I heard a few myself that, in my opinion, seem like manifestation type of synchronistic events. Maybe the fact that you didn't want to come the day of and you almost canceled, and your partner was like, "Hey, eh, you're gonna go, go. Get over there." You know, your partner could have decided to fall back and let you you know make a different decision could have changed the trajectory of your future you know yeah. do totally. you believe uh, that manifestation and the power of our mind can affect our business and our future I absolutely do yeah, yeah.
1: I, th- I think um, how I wake up in the morning <laughs> this is so great Whoa.
0: seriously no I love I, yeah
1: how the business goes that day yes um and I live in an area where there's a lot of construction right now, and one is right across the street from me. So I really I haven't slept in probably a year and a half. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, and it really stresses me out. So I have sure. I have a rule here. Okay. That is when I walk through the door, just give me ten minutes. Right. Because I need that time to go sit down at my desk and recharge and be like, all right, I'm here. Yes. All right, let's do this. Right. You know? Nice. But if they catch me when I come in, I'm usually in a pretty shitty mood. Okay. <laughs> Need I'm some time. R- I'm rushed, you know? Yeah. I haven't slept. I'm tired. I've been running around all day. Or, this life in the city will do
0: that to you, I think. <coughs> yeah. Definitely well, in a lot of ways.
1: And the thing is, is like, from when I moved here 16 years ago, where there wasn't a lot of traffic and you can actually find parking. <laughs> yeah. So it was easy to run errands mm-hmm. and not have to rely on Uber, Lyft, and, and yeah, water Delivery cross. service, whatever, yeah. 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 And now it's just like you, the easiest of errands is a challenge. Take forever, like I had to run to Bed Bath and Beyond yesterday to handle, I say, handle something. I had to go buy something <laughs> <laughs> that I had gotten on Amazon, and they kept sending the wrong things. So I was like, let me just go to Bed Bath and Beyond and get what I need, so I can
0: turn into three hours of this. Away.
1: Just trying to park. You know, yeah. trying to get in. There's so much construction around it that I had to like go around and just to get in there. Yeah, yeah, And that is enough to just put you in a shit mood for the rest of the day. But I like yeah, yeah. my shit mood. Or when I walk through that door, if I give that to the staff, they give it to the customers. The customers 100%. give it to whatever review
0: they write. Yeah. And nobody yeah. wins. Right. So. I mean, like, do you minutes. have um, a practice or something that you do in the morning? You started talking about when you wake up in the morning. Do you do something that you? Have a routine, or work on your energy, or you say you kind of zen yourself before you.
1: I yeah, my desk at your myself. desk. Um, it's complete chaos at my house um, between construction. I've got two kittens. Yeah. And the other one so that's always up. on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. So I typically, I'm not in a very good mood. I'm not. A, you know, I'm not a morning yeah. person. Anyways, sure. I suffer. I've suffered from insomnia my entire life to boot. To so boot, it's yeah. like that. Early morning, from from about five a.m. to seven a.m. Those are usually my golden sleep hours. Yeah, um, but they start moving the trucks at six thirty,
0: <laughs> so tough to get them golden sleep hours. Yeah, I I, get it. I, I, hear get it. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah,
1: but you know, I'll I'll, I'll find a way. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess there's there's always a way to find quiet time. I'll typically. Sure. It depends on what I have going on here. If I don't have to be here right away, a lot of times I'll just jump in the car and I'll drive. Like, I'll go across the bridge, go to Marin, um, I'm trying to move to Tiburon. Okay. So I'll just go drive over there. and Look around. Because it's quiet. Yeah. You know, there's no yeah. a lot. Once you get over the bridge and pass <laughs> off, you know, there's no traffic. You yeah. know, it's peaceful. Yeah. So I can zen out over there and then Nice. Come slide on in. And typically if I get a good eight hours of zen looking at water and mountains and uh, trees and shit,
0: yeah, I'm good. Mean. I'm
1: good for three to four days. Okay. You know, like I can usually live nice. off of that high for a minute. <laughs> nice.
0: Do you go out, get out into nature? Speaking of that, I'm a, I'm a big nature guy. I hike a shit ton, but do you I,
1: I would like to say yes, but no, I'm not a huge nature person. <laughs> <When> I like <laughs> to look at it. I don't like to be in it. Okay. Honestly. Okay. Hey,
0: teach your own. <laughs> I, I do feel like uh definitely looking at moving water, especially large expansion of yeah. it totally therapeutic and uh, yeah yeah recharges yeah. 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 you in some kind of way so yeah i love like, i love uh, i'm, I'm a beach on guy. a
1: cliff and look at my like, oh my god that's beautiful yeah. i don't want to be right. yeah <laughs> yeah i can't a little cold. Sw- i can't swim you know i don't like boats yeah mr boat i
0: don't like boats, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't like boats huh? <laughs> no. i know right yeah <laughs> i don't like pisces so huh. it's like this whole the whole
1: water thing just it I,
0: it's huh. just not the one <laughs> there you go. Um, so, a few more questions here. What are some of the ways that you feel like you might have created uh, more or new business for the company? We talked about doing, um, you know, fresh new ideas, remixing things, the the menu and whatnot. What are the other things you come in from the marketing industry for someone who might need to or already has a business? How can they kind of?
1: Well, we we do a lot with social media. Um, And then, well, I've I've got um, a girl that, you know, she posts for us, um, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. Okay. And then um, she and our events um, person, which is Joya, who's right there. Uh um, Joya does a lot of cold calling to people that have had parties with us before. Nice. Um, We go visit the hotel concierge.
0: Um, Folks,
1: they send us a lot of business. That's what's up. We reach out to the hostels because a lot of times they don't know where to go. Right, um, yeah. The majority, not the majority, back in the day, the majority of the hostels that were down in Union Square area, they would do a bar call. Oh, nice. So I think there's still a percentage of them that do that. That do that, okay. Um, And then we do a lot of the, like, eat, drink, SF. Uh, Um, We uh, do we have a partnership restaurant week type of thing. well we didn't we we didn't do that one this year that one was a nightmare Um, they're not all created equal huh well no what what people don't realize when it comes to restaurant week is it's not just us we're also attached to a jazz club that our kitchen serves food to I see so when you have the two of us doing restaurant week at the same time Mm -hmm. the kitchen can't keep up I bet and it's a disaster yeah and um and people are really brutal with their restaurant week reviews
0: <laughs> they're brutal <laughs> they expect you to be overstaffed and under uh, yeah, yeah well and they just underpriced. So, yeah. what they
1: don't understand is it's like restaurant rate it's super difficult because number one you're putting out a lot of product for a very low percentage of the cost you know i mean return right. thank you yeah and and you have to step up. So now you, you're really it, it, just cutting into really that, <laughs> cutting into that, cutting into that. I think it's a great idea. I think it's a lovely concept. I just don't find it to be that realistic.
0: You know? And for uh, you know, uh, starting businesses who may not be able to cover those extra, you know, funds for all the extra food and product, yeah. and yeah, yeah, it sounds and like a challenge. you learn
1: very quickly when you're sitting there and you're looking at numbers, going, "Wow."
0: Uh, the student give me what I My spent expenses, on it. Yeah. My expenses doubled, and yeah. I, you know, yeah, I spent money to do this. Spent money to do it, yeah, yeah.
1: And it'll expose people to you, but yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. But yeah. um, like, yeah, you know, uh, we have a partnership with uh, the NCTC over here. The conservatory, what was it? Kind of, <laughs> the NCTC, the theater right here. Okay, the theater. Nice. You're gonna murder me. <laughs> I always. Get my jumbled letters. Their letters. Yeah, and then we also have a very great, uh, a good relationship with Hamilton. Okay, um, nice. So with the casting awesome. crew and everybody at the theater, um, we do a lot back and forth with them.
0: Okay, uh, and with uh, you kind of dabbled on the, it a little bit. You said um, a lot of social media. Um, do you feel like that's been a, a major focus for the marketing? But it sounds like you do some other, like in-person. Um, it is you know. a
1: major focus because it's the easiest to do. It, it's the it's the fastest return. Like
0: a lot of free stuff too, really, but, right? It doesn't cost yeah, anything it doesn't to post. Cost you anything. Yeah,
1: like you can post instantly, but building a relationship with the theater or with Hamilton takes time. Sure, you know. Sure, I'm running to the concierge. Um, it takes time. Yeah.
0: You can only you know. do so many of those in a day, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, okay. Uh, yeah.
1: So it's always, it's, you know, it's just a quick thing. And usually, Shani will come up with something and send it to us. And in five minutes, it's approved, It's up it's on the site. It's good. Nice.
0: Nice. Nice. Okay. Um, so anything that you have on the horizon coming for the company that, um, or for the restaurant that you, you know, want listeners to look out for, um... New drinks and, and yeah, stuff just, coming up on the regular. We've got some new drinks yeah. coming.
1: Um, we've got we have more of our own personal barrels coming. So like right now we have our own Russell's Reserve barrel. Okay. Nice. We have our own Maker's Mark signature barrel. Okay. And we have our own Scotch ale beer that they took our Maker's Mark barrel that they made right. the Maker's Mark in and improved the beer in. Oh. Over nice. at Southern Pacific Brewing Company. Oh, nice. So just like little fun things like that. Um, I like that. I think each each one of the staff members is coming up with their own signature cocktail. Love it. Um,
0: and then we're gonna have a competition. You know, I like that. I like that. When is that happening? Is that that'll be a,
1: over the next couple of months? Yeah. Okay. So it, everyone's in the prelim fun. stages right now, what they're gonna do. So okay. I like Stiff them, competition, huh? Yeah. I like it. I like no, it. Is there a, when, a prize when, for them? There is. Nice. That's awesome.
0: That's cool. So very much um, whiskey connoisseurs. Then, um, <laughs> okay, is something you're excited about? I take yeah, it you're a whiskey connoisseur yeah, yourself. I
1: wouldn't say I'm a connoisseur. I just really like whiskey.
0: <laughs> hey. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm
1: still learning. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. That's the great thing about whiskey is there's, you'll you'll Lots never to learn, you'll huh? you'll never know all of them. You right. know, I mean, right. we have 350, nice. and out of that, I probably could tell you one thing about half of them. Hey, hey, I like it. <laughs> and I'm still learning about the others. Um But yeah, I mean, it's it's that's, fun. Whiskey's fun. I, I find liquor. To yeah. Be fun, not just drinking it, but just like how it's made and the creativity, the and yeah. The, yeah, the creativity yeah. of it, and and just the thing that you things that they can do with it. It's just it's pretty amazing. It's to Amazing whole
0: cool <laughs> showmanship that can go into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love you, it.
1: You can you can take it to the highest of levels, or you can make it super simple. Yeah, I love that about it.
0: Love, love. Yeah. Nice. Well, um, don't want to take up too much more of your time, but uh, so. Is there anything that you would like to share um, about the industry for other people who might be wanting to get break into the restaurant industry? Any one piece of advice? Don't do it, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, one you know, takeaway, I've, I've maybe. said this before um, with you at the other place. Um, it's really, really about being 100% organized. Sure. Knowing what you're putting out there in and out, back and forth, upside down. Know your product, know your audience, know your neighborhood, know your expenses. You know, try to, I mean, you're gonna get caught by surprise expenses so often that if you don't have your other expenses in place, it will completely throw you off. Um, Hire an accountant, hire a lawyer, Hire a tax accountant, hire a tax lawyer, unless you have
0: one that can do... Can do it all, huh? Yeah.
1: um, Because taxes are incredibly difficult in this industry. Um, Your sales and use tax, your income tax, your employee taxes. um, And things that you should know. Yeah, HR stuff. Things that you should know is that, going back to the minimum wage thing, I was touching on that very briefly, you pay taxes per employee per pay period so that 1559 an hour that you're paying that employee actually equates to somewhere between 20 to 22 dollars an hour right. okay. these are all things that you need to take
0: uh, into consideration, into consideration. Yeah.
1: and then you also you know your insurance your workers comp insurance you know yeah. liability these are just all things that come It's not just work. start
0: cooking and invite people to yeah. come eat, huh? No. Huh.
1: No. And your PG&E bill is going to be through the roof. I mean, our PG&E bill six fifty six hundred $5,600 a month. Wow. Didn't see that coming. No doubt. You know? No doubt. So I
0: guess it takes a lot to run all the TVs and whatnot, right? Yeah, yeah. Which
1: we were only supposed to have four. <laughs> Supposed to have four TVs, but I got glamored by the TV gods, so now we have seventeen in a projector.
0: All right. <laughs> cool. Well, um, if there's any other last thoughts, if not, I have a few lightning round questions that you can just uh, we'll just shoot off. All right, let's do it. Okay. So, just in a short um, few words or a quick sentence, um, your first thoughts that come to mind uh, the social media platform that you spend the most time on right now? Instagram. Instagram. Okay. Your favorite entrepreneur?
1: Oh God. Uh, 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 what's his name?
0: Uh, Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins. Love it. Love it. Um, do you have an inspirational why for your biz that you could talk about in one word or a sentence? An inspirational why? A why. Yeah. Why are you doing this? Family. Family. Okay. apple or android mac or pc apple apple all day okay um you can live anywhere in the world for the rest of your days as a home base where is it (laughs) tiburon tiburon love it (laughs) tiburon here he comes all right uh and favorite inspirational quote if you have one or a book you might recommend my favorite inspirational quote is this too shall pass okay Like it, and do you read books? Are you book guy or
1: I? You know, I only read books that are how to, okay, or self help things. Um, I think one that might have touched you. Don't sweat the small stuff.
0: Don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah, okay.
1: Um, And what's that other one? It escapes me right now. It's sitting up on my. (laughs) Yeah,
0: but uh, <laughs> That'll be episode two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you again, sir. I appreciate all your time. Absolutely. Appreciate uh, this is wonderful. It. Again, please come visit uh, Hazel Bar and Kitchen. It's uh, amazing soul food. I've ate here myself. I got to come back again. It was too long ago. So thank you again, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you. All I appreciate right. It. Thank you so much again for listening to the Bay Business Podcast, stories about how the Bay Area's entrepreneurs are making a living and thriving in the challenging Bay Area business scene. Don't forget to follow me on all social platforms at Don Carlos Vejar. and remember to check in every other Monday for new episodes of your new favorite podcast, the Bay Business Podcast, on all your favorite podcast platforms. Make sure to share this with other business uh, owners or entrepreneurs that you know, and message me on Instagram if you would like to hear some of your favorite entrepreneurs' Featured on an upcoming show Have a great day And make sure you're charging And making sure your business Is growing with the bay Yee